What is going on, Rockies fans? It is your boy, Anilo Piro of Mile High Sports, back at it again with the latest installment of the 20th in Blake podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Hope everybody is doing well out there on this Thursday, July 1st. Wow, July 1st. June is done. My gosh, time is flying by. I mean, like, I'm thinking back to, like, this time last year where we're at with COVID and everything and knock on wood, we're heading in the right direction, all things considered. But, wow, it is July 1st. The 4th of July is this weekend. The All-Star Game is coming up. I mean, we are just chugging right along throughout the summer. So uh, thank you guys for rocking with me here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about the Colorado Rockies and their upcoming series with the St. Louis Cardinals, in particular the long-awaited return of former third baseman Nolan Arenado. So uh, we'll have a couple of different podcasts specifically on this topic over the next couple of days. And then, of course, we'll uh, take a look at the series as a whole later on as it begins to play out. But there's a narrative going around on social media. Well, I guess I think it's Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post reports yesterday, that being Wednesday, that the Rockies plan to offer Nolan Arenado a tribute video. And, you know, I think that's to be expected. He's one of the best players in franchise history. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people, are, I think, are still a little upset with Nolan. And maybe rightfully so, maybe not. But, you know, people are entitled to feel the way that they want to feel. And, you know, there was a big conversation going around on social media of, should we boo Nolan Arenado? Should we even give him a tribute video? Should we plunk him? So uh, I figured it would be a good opportunity to kind of just dissect the state of the Rockies, dissect Nolan Arenado, dissect the trade, uh, you know, about half a, a half a year removed from all the turmoil as uh, Arenado is now playing his baseball for the Cardinals. Of course, his first return to Coors Field as a member of the opposing team coming up starting tomorrow uh, with a four-game series, or excuse me, starting today, excuse me, uh, we've got a four-game series going on with the St. Louis Cardinals. So I don't know. I, I think it's... it's it's an interesting topic. It really is. But I think at the end of the day, you know, Nolan Arenado needs to be cherished in the eyes and hearts of Rockies fans. And, th and that's kind of my overarching take on this is he's a top three player in franchise history. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame caliber player. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens through the rest of his career. And, and you know, if we get to that Cooperstown conversation, because obviously right now you have to lean with guys like Larry Walker and uh, Todd or Todd Helton. Oh my gosh, I was about to say Todd Frazier. I was like drawing a blank for a second. That was very weird. My gosh. Um, so you, obviously you got to skew towards those two as, you know, kind of the goats in franchise history. But when it comes to talent, you know, being one of the best premier players in the league, Nolan Arenado checks all the boxes. And, uh, you know, he spent his prime years, his MVP caliber years as a member of the Rockies. So it, it, it's really interesting, man. I think. Um, I can completely understand why Rockies fans are upset. I understand why Nolan did what he did. I under I don't really understand why the Rockies did what they did, but here we are. So uh, let's go ahead and dive on into that conversation. But before we do that, guys, want to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook because DK is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new betters, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen up to this great offer. DraftKings 
Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in free site, cre in free site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code MHS for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for detail. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so if you're betting the games, go ahead and do that with our friends over at DK. But uh, back on road, back on the track here with the Colorado Rockies, and they're going to welcome the St. Louis Cardinals to town for a four-game series. The Rockies coming off a pretty impressive home sweep against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Take care of uh, business in all three of those games, and uh, away we go here with the St. Louis Cardinals now coming to town. And we'll uh, we'll probably, you know, I, I want to keep this podcast a little bit more Nolan-centric. I'm going to be honest. And we're going to go ahead and play some excerpts from my show, uh, the Denver Sports Betting Show right here on Mile High Sports Radio. I'm on every single afternoon from 3 to, f or from three to 4 in the afternoon, that is. But, um, you know, I'm with my guy Chase, and we're going to dive into, you know, should you boo, should you not boo? How should you feel if you're a fan of the Colorado Rockies? So we'll do all that and more. Uh, coming up right here on this segment. So enjoy what you're about to hear. Let us know your thoughts. Follow me on social media, at Media by AP, and away we go. So check it out. Let me know what you guys think, and uh, we'll see you down at the ballpark. Uh, welcome on back to the show, 303-831-1340, the Go Fast Energy Drink Hotline and Text Line. I'm your host, Anilo Piro, not Scotty Farrell, although I think I do an all right impression. Uh, you guys can follow me on social media, at Media by AP. This is Colorado's premier five-day-a-week betting-centric radio program right here on the fabulous Mile High Sports Radio. We talk betting, we pick winners, and we have some fun doing it. Okay, let's go ahead, and before we transition on back to the NBA, I want to give some love to the Colorado Rockies, the only team that is local, that is actively playing damn near every single day. No disrespect to them, Colorado Rapids, but uh, they're not playing today. So let's go ahead. We'll, maybe we'll talk some Rapids tomorrow with Squizzy. Should I put Squizzy on the spot with the Rapids? Or should I ask him who his favorite player is? I mean, if you want to see the perfect deer in headlights, I think I'm look. going to. <laughs> I think I'm going to, because he he has trouble naming a, a Rocky. It's funny. He's like Arenado. Like yes, Nolan Arenado. He played here. So, uh, but the Rockies, man, they lose two of three to the Dodgers, which was not surprising by any stretch of the imagination. But at the end of the day. Like I said, the expectations for this team are not very high. I think the reason why, you know, I keep referring to these as the dog days and we just got to get through it and blah, 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 is because the Rockies aren't going to be able to keep us through. You know, there was something fun about like three or four years ago where it was like you legitimately had the whole summer. I mean, like you would, you would get ramped up in April and May. They'd stick around in June and July. And then August, September came around. And your team was in the pennant race. And it was great where Rocky season was coming down. And then you had Broncos season starting up. We don't have that. Now it's just this state of oblivion that we have to live in as sports fans. We all know that Coors Field is Denver's best bar. So if you want a cheap cover fee to go watch a game, go ahead and do that. But at the end of the day, this is a team that is spinning in circles and I, I think you know we look at tonight's matchup 
I, I expect them to win. I'm actually a little surprised at these odds. Minus 180. I, I, I mean, has Seattle been really bad lately? Do we know, Andrew? I gotta, I gotta look. Let me, let me, let me find their uh, where they're at in the standings and whatnot. The Mar- I mean, they're I 50 they're and 44. Second. Wow, this might be a play with the Mariners. I mean, they're only 21 and 24 away from Seattle. It's not like they're it's not like they're 10 games below 500 on the road. I mean, they're damn near close to 500. The Mariners are, and yet the Rockies, a team with 32 home wins now, is the near two to one favorite. And I get based off principle. Hey, this team has 32 home wins. This team, you know, they they have a clear cut home field advantage. But for a team in Seattle, which isn't the sexiest team of the bunch, which isn't a team that's going to get a lot of action, I actually think there's a lot of value on them tonight at plus 165. I mean, and Again, I don't like betting against the Rockies, especially at home, but just looking at this game for what it is, I mean, Seattle's been the better team across the board. The Rockies have been the better home team, but collectively as a ball club, the Seattle Mariners have been better this season than the Colorado Rockies, which is actually funny because a lot of people call the Mariners the Rockies the AL. Like just two franchises that just have no idea what they're doing. They've just been spinning in circles for years and years and years. But I look at this plus 165, I'm kind of tempted to uh, hop on that train here tonight. I mean, that AOS division is no walk in the park. You've got the Astros. You've got the Athletics. And, I mean, 21 home wins, you know, you want to be right around 500. If you're right around 500 on the road, especially for a team with not, you know, not high playoff aspirations, that's not, that's not too bad. So, what do you think I about think this I think that's in giving a lot of credit to Herman Marquez. Right. He, <laughs> I mean, recently he's been pitching like an ace, like probably the best pitcher in the history of the Colorado Rockies over his last, what, five, six, seven starts? But Herman Marquez doesn't pitch nine games or nine innings. And like that, like that's what I get too. But it's like, here, here's the thing. Like I get, and you're right. That's exactly why this line is. If you want to play something tonight, play the Rockies first five. Go play the Rockies first five money line. Because I just can't trust this team at all past the fifth or the sixth inning. And the Rockies are hella juiced up on that first five innings money line at minus 200. So pretty significant. I also kind of like the under six runs in the first five because if you think that Marquez is going to go out there and deal, you know, maybe uh, Seattle, you know, struggles offensively. We all know the Rockies can be a little up and down offensively as well. So I think that this line is very indicative of the success that Herman Marquez has had in recent time. But at the same token, you can't, like I said, if you want to if you want to bet the Rockies because of Herman Marquez, the play is the first five innings money line. It's minus two hundred, but at plus one sixty five on the comeback for Seattle, a team that can hit home runs, a team that has won twenty one games on the road. I mean, I see some value there against a weak Rockies bullpen. And uh, just to give a little bit more perspective, you said the pitcher tonight was Marco Gonzalez. Correct. So on the uh, his home ERA is five point three. His away ERA just under seven. 6.98. So he's struggling. And it's at Coors, so a little inflation there as well. You see, we peel back the curtain a little bit. You guys learning something out there on the airways? But so I, I fully expect the betters to have to the line so heavy in favor of the Rockies right. because they expect a blow-up game within the first five. Where are you going on this one, though? Where would I bet? Yeah, where would you bet? I would probably... I just, I, 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 I'd bet the ro- money's Rocky... The, yeah, Rockies money line, but I might even take the spread. Yeah, maybe you take that one and a half. It's sitting at minus 105 is what I'm looking at right now. So pretty good price. And I mean, that's that's true. I mean, you're kind of getting the worst of the Mariners in this game tonight. So I we'll have to keep an eye on that. But I, I don't know. We'll see. The game uh, game one of that series coming up tonight. But I want to transition over to trade deadline conversation. Do we know the exact day of the trade deadline? I believe it is the exact last day. That's what I was it's thinking. It's either the last day of July or the first day of August. Let us find out. Why do I Google when is the MLB trade deadline and why is that not the first thing that comes up? 
Yes, 4 p.m. Eastern time on July 30th. So that's coming up in about 10 days uh, here. And the Rockies have some pretty critical decisions to make with how they're going to progress as a franchise. And the most important one is going to be that of Trevor's story. And there was a report that came out last week. Not a report. It was a story from Patrick Saunders where he interviewed kind of the powers that be right now in the front office of the Rockies. And there's this conversation that kind of takes place and plays out in that article about how the Rockies just might be better off letting Trevor's story walk as a free agent and then taking in that consempatory pick, which would be a pretty high draft choice. But at the end of the day, the fact that this is even on the table, and I think it's Bill Schmidt is the one who's making this decision for the Rockies, either him or Greg Fiesel, one of the two. Um, but both guys that are tried and true Dick Montfort men, they've been in this organization each for well over 15 years. So they, they, they're bred Rockies. The Rocky way is how these two operate. And Bill Schmidt or Fiesel, whichever one is the one that's making these decisions, they have strong scouting backgrounds. They have strong drafting backgrounds. So maybe they want to play to their strengths by, can you, can you even believe that letting Trevor Story walk is even on the table? I mean, this isn't, this isn't Bryce Harper. You know, this isn't the Nationals who, you know, want to try to... We know that the Rockies maybe have a, what, 5% chance, if that, to try to re-sign Trevor Story? I mean, maybe Trevor Story falls in love with Colorado enough that he doesn't care about winning and he just wants to be here. And I don't know if he's married, but maybe his family wants to be here and away we go. But at the end of the day, the way that the Rockies are approaching this trade deadline or the lack of preparation that we've seen on the outside is just a bit startling. Because Trevor Story, where where would you say Trevor Story ranks right now among shortstops in the game, Andrew? Top five has to top be. three has to be. I mean, he, he's probably top three. Like you can make the argument that maybe he's not, but he is a premier player in the game. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Going into the season, he was major league uh, MLB Network's number, number one, one shortstop. Rated. Yeah, and I understand that maybe a, a lot of these teams have shortstops right now that could potentially be in the trade market. Like the Mets don't need a shortstop. I know Lindor's hurt, but I mean, you look around some of these other clubs. Like who's in the position to take on a big money contract? And we've also seen you know a lot of these teams be resilient to trading for the half-season rental or whatnot. I know Story's been having a little bit of a down year, but at the end of the day, the Rockies have a tremendous trade chip in Trevor Story. And it just seems like right now they're sitting at the poker table with their chip, they're getting the cards dealt to them, and they have no idea what they're looking at with pocket aces. That's kind of what it feels like. And you can make the same kind of, you know, thought process here with John Gray. You can almost say that John Gray might even be more valuable right now than Trevor Story just because of how... The, the, the premium that's associated with pitching. I mean, every single day I'm waking up, it's Astros, Dodgers, all looking for pitching, 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 pitching. We're talking about teams with deep farm systems here. And I don't know where John Gray's head's at. I mean, it seems like John Gray likes Colorado, but again, how many pitchers, you know, pitch here beyond their first hit can full of contracts and whatnot? Uh, the, the Rockies have trade chips, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And there's been no clear-cut direction given about how the Rockies will go about. There's not even a leak, right? I mean, we're, we're hearing about the Chicago Cubs, how they could be sellers, how they can be offloading. You know, you're hearing about the Atlanta Braves. What are they going to do, right? I mean, you usually hear these kinds of conversations about how a team is thinking. The Rockies has been out the window. And maybe that's because they are still considered a flyover team. Not many people care about the Colorado Rockies. But all I know is there's a lot of teams that would care about having Trevor Story and John Gray. And I know that you can fetch a fair price for both of those guys. I want to say that the reason we've heard nothing is because the Rockies are so scared of being skunked like they were in the Arenado trade. That's precisely what it they is. They don't even pick up the phone for anybody. And, and that's why the Rockies would rather... For the, the public scolding 
the Rockies organization took after trading away Nolan Arenado, I could only imagine how detrimental that was to the confidence and the ego of the organization. I know that maybe Dick Monfort is feeling all right because he doesn't have to pay Nolan Arenado now, but how do you do you think Dick Monfort watched that moment between Nolan and Trevor at the home run derby? Or like, do you think if Dick, if I'm Dick Monfort and I'm seeing that happen at home plate on my field for the All Star game, I'm I'm turning around. I'd feel so disgusted with myself. Honestly, I don't even think he watched any of it. And, and he's might- a guy. He, he, it's it's a proven fact. He does not care about the unfield unfe- talent whatsoever. So why would he watch that? What's the, going on in his field when he's like, I don't even care. The thing is, I think he cares, but he doesn't care about winning. He cares that it's a thing. He cares that there is a product to sell. That that's what he cares about. The fact that there is baseball. In a cent- professional baseball, in a centralized location with a beautiful stadium, that checks more than enough boxes for Dick Montfort to rest his head and sleep well at night. At the end of the day, winning is not the priority of the Rockies organization. Developing a good time is the priority of the Rockies organization. And I think that's where if you're a player, like if you're Trevor Story right now, what are you thinking? Like if you're Trevor Story after Nolan Arenado gets traded, like, like unless you are that in love with Colorado, there's no reason to stay here. Because if I'm Trevor Story, if I'm one of John Gray, I'm in the prime of my career, you know, mid 30s, young 30s, early, late 20s. I mean, this is the time to not just capitalize on your career earnings, but go out there and win the damn thing. And I think if you're Trevor Story, you realize the Rockies have had a history of play, of paying their guys. You know, Cargo got paid, Tulo got paid, Helton got paid. Maybe the security, Blackman got paid. Maybe the security of getting that massive contract that you might not be able to get anywhere else, maybe that's enough to keep you here. The security of all that money. Because maybe you can make, if you're a Trevor Story, maybe the Rockies will give you $200 million and nobody else will even go over $150. Do you, do you, what, 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 are you willing to essentially sell your rights to winning for an extra few million dollars? That's what it comes down to. I... Th- if you're Trevor Story, though, you have to know there are a hand, at least a handful of teams that are that might be willing to pay you outside of Colorado, right? Because you have you have five major teams right now that are all losing short, losing shortstops this offseason. You have the Astros. You have the A's right. who need a shortstop in the worst of ways. You have the Cubs. Uh, the A's would be perfect because the they Dodgers don't... might end up losing Corey Seager. Right, like there's so many teams losing shortstops, especially with him being a top what top three, top five minimum. See, but if you're somebody's gonna pay him, if you're one of those teams losing the shortstop though, like why would like you can't even consider like like the Dodgers, right? Like maybe they're not a fit for Trevor Story right now, but if they lose Corey Seager, you bet they are. You know, and I think that's where you're gonna see some things maybe open up. Is team players are gonna get moved, but at the end of the day, and we don't have enough time to dive into this in this segment, are we even gonna have a baseball season next year? Is there gonna be a lockout? Are these players going to dig? Because there's another conversation to be had of players won't sign their contracts until the CBA is figured out. Why would a player sign a massive deal before the terms of those deals and and kind of how they can maximize it comes out? This is going to be a perplexing offseason. And maybe that's why there's been kind of this stagnant pace across all of baseball is nobody knows what's going to happen. There is a, I would, I would go as far as say there's maybe a 50% chance we don't play baseball next year. And you just turned me into the uh, the gif of crying stitch in the yes. rain. It'd be sad, bro, but like, you know just as well as I do that the commissioner's office is a mess. They they cannot figure it out. That's so, to put it so mildly. I know. Like, I brought this up to you and Chase uh, earlier this day. They can't even figure out the formatting of a, of a fan poll. Yeah, explain like, that situation. So, you, you did a good job. <laughs> Major League Baseball put out a poll this uh, yesterday to a bunch of fans with the like uh just asking them about the rule changes. Uh right. the options were uh hate it, don't like it, 
like it, love it. Where, where are we at? Cold Stone? And at the far, far... Gotta have it? At the far right, not in the middle where it should have been, but the far right was neutral. Like, my mind instinctively was putting the neutral in the like it slot. Yeah. Because Neutral has to be in the middle. Like, if you can't even figure out your formatting for a poll, there's no way you're, you're going to go into a... a contract dispute uh distribution stuff knowing what the crap you're doing you're not which we also showed in 2020 when we missed half of the bleeping season when we could have missed only 20 30 games but major league baseball and the players association couldn't get their act together and now we might lose a whole season next year because we had these discussions we saw we saw a preview of what's going to come this off season yep last season and it wasn't pretty all exact, and that's the best way to put it, is you see where these players are at. And the other part of it is, too, I don't remember, like I listen to Christopher Mad Dog Russo a lot, and he's really big into the baseball. But the last negotiation period, when was it, 14, 15, whatever that was, the owners destroyed the players. I, I mean, they, it, it was robbery with the rights and the, the, the deals that were made in favor of the owners. The players got screwed. So the players are going to really dig in knowing they got screwed in the last negotiation to make sure they get every single penny coming to them in this next one. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be and, a and, and Scott Boris situation. Yeah, exactly. It's going to get ugly, man. So we'll have to see how it all shakes out. But the Colorado Rockies and the Seattle Mariners starting up their series tonight. Seems like at first glance that was kind of on the Mariners, but after talking with Andrew, after peeling back the curtain a little bit, seems like there's a reason why the Rockies are the near two to one favorite on that home Monday.